This week on the program, take off that kick me sign and undo that wedgie because we're talking big bully. I'm Andrew Jupin. Bully target Steven Sadak. Big Eric. <laughs> Chris Cabin. <laughs> and we hate movies. <laughs> Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. We're talking 1996's Big Bully, directed by Steve Miner. You may remember as having directed Halloween H2O, Friday the 13th, 2 and 3, House, Warlock, and his greatest horror film of all, C. Thomas Howell, stars in Soul Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Do you think you're out uh, you think when that was coming out, there was like uh, Fangoria articles about the makeup, like the incredible makeup in that movie? Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's not really incredible makeup. Like, regardless <laughs> no, of the, And if anyone's unfamiliar, it's an 80s comedy where C. Thomas Howell uh, goes in blackface to like get admission into a college. Uh-huh. And it works. And yeah, everyone's yeah. fooled. Everyone is fooled. <laughs> everyone's it, totally fooled. Including but I, James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Not good, but I would have loved to see that uh, behind the scenes if there was a DVD of Soul Man put out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a featurette. Uh, mm-hmm. Also important to point out, this movie written by none other than Mark Steven Johnson. You know him as the director of that first Daredevil movie oh, with yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. But more instructive, which is what got me going in this movie uh, uh-huh. is he wrote and I think he at least wrote those first the the only the, the two grumpy old men movies that that was his like breakout. oh sure oh, yeah. that that tracks with this because the, the beginning of this movie especially until it gets totally weird is it's what I like to call a regular movie and that's what grumpy old men is you put it yep. on and you're like I just want to watch something regular <laughs> and it is yep. just a regular film I, I really have to protest this though because mm. I do not think a Tom Arnold movie can be a regular movie but that's Chris he doesn't, he doesn't show up to like 35 minutes so that's what I'm saying but, oh, okay but fair, there, that, fair. There, there's still some weird shit going on before he shows up <laughs> but that's what's weird though I mean like this movie Steve you pointed out last night on the group chat but like this is like fucking F grade stand by me Stephen King shit. And mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much of this movie is just fucking lost in the 1950s. I'm curious how much of this movie is lost, period, because there are so many like threads that go nowhere. Well, like these friends that we set up and they do nothing. Yeah, well, well, that's true. That's something I think I get the feeling this is one of those situations where they got a script. It was dark. Uh, and they yeah. were like, uh, let's make this a family thing. Like maybe we could get Rick Moranis cheap. You know, it hasn't checks haven't been good for Rick for a little while now. <laughs> uh, so maybe we get him cheap. We get Tom Arnold in this thing and we make it a family affair because there does like not only because Steve Miner directed it, there are a lot of like feelings like this should be going darker, like towards the yes. end when they start introducing a lot of the pent up stuff. Uh, that's when you're like, this should be really bursting forth into bloodlust. Well, speaking of darkness and also the the friends not doing anything, one of those friends offers to go dispose of Tom Arnold's oh, body. Yeah. Yes. That's something. Yep. 
And I mean, like a guy that you haven't seen in twenty. Like, what about like, what do you guys? I would definitely think about disposing of the body before I turned you in, just because I didn't want to go to jail ever. But, uh, but like some dude that I knew in grade school that just moved back to town. Fuck off! I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was trying to say though is the vibe I was getting from this, and it's not quite there, but it could have been, is very much a uh, cable guy vibe. Mm. Oh yeah, sure. Yes. I guess yeah. yeah. Where it's it starts off in like a place of normalcy and quickly like escalates to fucking total madness. But that's actually what I was looking for at the end there or the second half of the film was to go full cable guy where it's like dark and weird. And that's been the point the whole time here. It's like it's almost like a, I don't know, side effect of the movie as opposed to like what the movie's about. They're you know trying what I mean? to have it both ways. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's cute at the end and like. You know, then we're just like we're back to sort of like a, a regular, regular family calm at the end. There's an incredible moment in the last when uh, uh, Tom Arnold and Rick Moranis are fighting in in uh, Rick Moranis's bedroom. When like, <laughs> oh, what, dude, can I just stop and point out what a ridiculous thing that is to hear? I mean, it, it happens in the movie. The but, only wow, the only way this movie can end was, is with these two in bed together. I'm sorry, Absolutely. they do 100%, it. Yeah. They do it. But there is there there is like it goes from him saying, "I'm going to kill you, Rick Moranis." To, I just want to take a shower. Like he <laughs> says those two things sincerely right after each other. And I'm like, who is this person? What the fuck is this? Well, he's insane, dude. He's played I, by Tom I, Arnold I, and he's insane. I suppose. I suppose. You know, you're in for a good time. Uh, this movie starts out with fucking wooly bully, dude. You're like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. like for the obvious thing of there's the word bully in the <laughs> yeah. song. Oh, yeah. But you're just like, fuck yeah, wooly bully. Let's do it. And again, mm-hmm. regular, regular, regular right now. We're just in regular mode. We got this movie set to normal. <laughs> it's insane, though, just how much of this. I mean, including sparsely used and obnoxious Rick Moranis narration of just Oof. like, you know, the stand by me. Like, you know, when I was a little kid growing up in Minnesota or wherever the fuck they are. And like, yeah, he's Minnesota. just telling the town story and whatever. And I'm no. like, um, and when you realize it's like. Because at first I was like, okay, this makes sense. It's a it's a comedy in the 90s, very much in the style of like, we have to have our comedic actor start out as a little kid in this mm-hmm. movie. I hate that whenever I, they do that, but dude, they, always, yeah. they always did it. They always did it, but it was always like, think about how much it happens in like the beginning of Gone Fishing. You're in and you're out. When oh this kept going and had like multiple scenes, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be like a quarter of the movie, isn't it? I, I almost... I think that you can you can always get away with never showing someone as a little little kid. I really do. I mean, this yep. movie you need it. I, I do think that you can uh, uh, narrow that down. We just watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is mm-hmm. a pretty good movie, not a great movie, but the first like five to ten minutes, like her as a little girl, I'm like this is meaningless. Just absolutely like, show me yep. fucking uh, uh, Jessica Chastain, who's amazing in that movie, and just get to it. And like whatever information you want to relay there, relay it somewhere else because it's useless. Yeah. Start at you, meeting the husband. I don't understand mm-hmm. why the fuck yeah, exactly. you wouldn't. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that movie, it's a real like we're trying to make this way longer than it needs to be. But with this, you're right, Steve, like it's it's annoying and a real it's troublesome because, yeah, you have to have some stuff here because the inciting incident of the film takes place back then. Uh, Also, if you don't see all of this, almost immediately you're on Tom Arnold's side and you don't stop. That's fair. Right, if, like if you like just had I, the adult scenes and you didn't yes, see I, him, I, I, yeah. I would be a hundred percent on his side from the beginning. Like it yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't even blink. Uh, I'm maybe I'm almost on his side now too. Still, I might be. I might <laughs> well, be. It's very close. 
I'm not on his side. Fuck that guy. <laughs> hey, it's Who, Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, well, it's Tom Arnold in general. And then bullies, <laughs> bullies are not good people. But uh-huh. Rick Moranis is a fucking rat, man. What you do is you <laughs> fucking take that information that you have about little Tom Arnold stealing this moon rock and you use it to blackmail him. That's what mm, you do. Yeah. You don't turn him in. What good is that? I, what I'm does not, it matter? I don't want to turn anybody into a sleeper, Steve. I don't want <laughs> yeah. any of that shit. Yep. <laughs> None of that on my conscience. No, sir. And that's and that's a thing that's totally weird about this movie is like Tom Arnold, when you know, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, but whatever, we'll get into it in a second. But like Tom Arnold very clearly expresses the fact that he was like totally broken by our fucking heinous child welfare system. Mm-hmm. And that's like a serious thing and it's a real problem. And Lord knows what fucking abuse that guy suffered and the mental anguish and yada yada. And then it's like, now I'm chasing after you with a nail gun, Rick Moranis. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's a lot to, to to digest. And I mean, I also think you need, because the movie, like it starts with like, I was always, you know, getting bullied because I was Rick Moranis <laughs> and they have a little kid. And it's and then, uh, Tom Arnold's character's uh, nickname is, is Roscoe Biggs or something, nicknamed Fang. And they show this little kid with this horrible little sharp tooth was so gross. Yeah. It's um, disgusting. By the way, his it's last disgusting. name is Bigger. Roscoe Bigger is his yeah. name. What? No, it's just like, he, I feel like this guy's typing the screenplay and he's just like, and then there was a bully and he was bigger that that's a new <laughs> that's like a new promotional character before mcdonald's figured out super size they're like meet roscoe bigger he wants his fries bigger his drink bigger <laughs> oh my god tom arnold would have been great as roscoe exactly. bigger being like yeah. oh that drink's not big enough for me man yeah totally. and he's got to be wearing fucking overalls when he's doing that mcdonald's commercials and he too could, he could bully that clown ronald right <laughs> oh yeah and now introducing the bigger mac I killed Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see him beat the shit out of this kid because they cut like he's about to do it. I'm like, I kind of want to watch this little kid get his ass kicked. I kind of do because this, this little kid, Rick Moranis is a little kid. One of the lines. Do you guys remember the line he says about Victoria? Oh, my God. Oh dude, boy. You, you well, need to oh. have the little kid say this. You can't have Rick Moranis as an adult say it. I was it. about to ask because I forgot. It's, it's Rick Moranis it's, it as is an Rick adult yes. saying this. Now, folks at home, this is not me. This is Rick Moranis as an adult, mind you, saying yes. this. Uh-huh. Victoria was 10, but she was built like a 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, as damn, this, dude. That's a spicy potato. Mm-hmm, and all the little kids are looking at this 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 little girl, and that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. And then and then I'm supposed to have sympathy for this man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you you need you do need little kid Rick Brandis saying, like, oh man, she's 10, but she's built like a 12-year-old. Like that's a, a it's a bit creepy still, but like it's a cute little kid thing to say, I guess. It's so listen, like. it's something what one of the fucking sandlot kids would say. Exactly. And that's what this kid well, looks like. But as like. an adult man looking back and you're just like you're yep. hanging out with your buddies, <laughs> having a beer, and like there was this one girl, Victoria, she was 10, man. But she looked 12. And the thing about it is, like, yes, you know, you can recall, like, you know. Having uh, a crush. Yeah. Or just, you know, the fact that, like, you know, when you're the age that these kids are in this film, like, girls oftentimes will develop earlier than boys. And so, like, you're hitting puberty at different times. And, like, yeah, it's a thing. It's totally a thing. But, again, 
You do not have the adult phrase it that way. You, you could say I was just attracted to her. How about that? <laughs> That's you, a, oh, yeah, also you, that. She I was the crush. Thing. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Rick Moranis. You've done enough. Like, let me just take a, a red... Let me put a red pen through that line and then write the prettiest girl in school. There you go. She was the prettiest girl in school, guys. How how hard was that? (laughs) So, okay. uh, There's also that weird line with Alan when he's like, uh, 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 oh, yeah. He was like, uh, he was our our black friend. And, uh, you know, but race didn't matter because he could do this trick and he puts. His fist in his mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to be saying to people. That like <laughs> yeah. that was the reason I didn't care. It's because he could do this trick with his fucking fist. Exactly. Not like, oh, we were just best buddies, or he loved comic books as much as anybody else, or whatever. Right. On the tail of the built like a 12-year-old line, it really just <laughs> it it decimates the arena. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's, it's something. It's something you don't have to say. No, you can just have just no. have the kid be a friend with you and yep. say he could put his fist in his mouth. You know what? At least Stephen King had the fucking balls to make a kid orgy with the turtle universe. <laughs> like I, I, that's you know that's balls. That's bold. That's right. swinging for it. You're not doing this half-assed per- pervert shit. You're right because like, this, this is just this is just flirting with the idea. Yeah, right? I, uh, I yeah. think. I don't know, man. Now I'm thinking about Pennywise. You know, Tom, you know, it's it's uh, Derry Maine there, and he takes the form of Tom Arnold. He'd be unstoppable. <laughs> oh yeah, nobody's doing anything to that thing. Maybe that's what Tom Arnold is. <laughs> hey, we all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an international alien. I make 600 movies a year, man. It's great, fantastic. <laughs> you just see this huge crab monster with Tom Arnold's <laughs> voice. <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, this little kid that plays young Rick Moranis, how about this shit? This kid also portrayed young Rick Moranis in fucking Little Giants. It's the yeah. same kid. Oh, really? He, he, looks yeah. exactly, he looks exactly like Rivers Cuomo a couple times during this. He's got like a little, <laughs> oh, I see a little fun yep. denim yeah. jacket on at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But- Justin John Ross is the the actor's name. Yeah, I feel like I don't remember Little Giants really at all. I think Heavyweights just took it like erased yeah, that memory for me. Uh huh. What, what, what is what is Little Giants? It's, it's Pee Wee football, wherein um, uh, Rick Moranis, if you believe this, plays like a nerdy dad. You see, uh, and uh, he's up against Ed O'Neill, who's like a big fucking scumbag, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. Probably a yep. stay tuned. I would guess. Probably. Oh, one hundred percent. Both those little I mean, but but uh, that uh, little giants and fucking uh, heavyweights. We got heavyweights Mm. one day. Um. So yeah, he's got this little group of friends. There's also like, so you have this other kid who's like the fat kid, and I have to say, I was laughing pretty hard when they show you that this kid's got a walking sausage. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's just walking around the main street in the town, just eating the sausage. I was like, absolutely, kid. Good for you. And I mean, the weird thing is, too, he's got a group of friends, which I usually uh, uh, would ins- would insulate you from bullying. But it does not like, you know, no. Tom Arnold's little uh, little fang here. All these kids just disappear when he goes after him. Like, that's pretty shitty. I, I think it's like he's a sacrificial lamb, you know, gotcha. Like, let, you know, yeah. let Fang get his aggression out on, on him and we're fine. Absolutely. I think that's the trick. The thing with the sausage kid is. <laughs> Like, you would think that the trick was going to be, or the joke at least was going to be, 
as he's older, he's like some svelte, like, uh, yeah. type, like yep. he went for, no, apparently he's been doing this entire life. And like, wouldn't you just expect to hear it? Yeah, Ron, he died at the altar doing his <laughs> vows because he was eating a bratwurst in the middle of it. Couldn't help himself, you understand? That's just yeah. the way he was raised. Yeah, there's no like, oh, and here's Ron after his fourth heart attack. Or, you <laughs> no, know, whatever. he's fine. The thing that's weird, though, about like the, this group of friends, too, is like, when they when he's explaining like how you know this kid would beat him up all the time or whatever and tormented him, there's a lot of like uh little Tom Arnold like stalking little Rick Moranis in the forest and like oh, yeah. these kids, these other kids though are nowhere to be found. I was like, at least the standby me kids like go to see the dead body together. <laughs> like this poor son of a bitch is just hung out to dry by the rest of his quote unquote friends, which is like, guess why when his parents are like, oh hey. We're moving to fucking California, kid. You know, this li little David, you know, the little Rick Moranis is like so ecstatic. One, because he's going to get away from Tar Tom Arnold, but also like he appears to too, not care at all that he's like, there's no like, boy, I'm going to be really bummed yeah. to leaving this, uh, yeah, this close group of friends that I have. No, no, no. It's just nothing but pure excitement. Also, that California move is a joke line. Like it's like, and we move to a place without violence or fear. Oakland, California. Har, har, har. <laughs> Another weird racial line. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, man. So wait, till you, wait till we get to it. There's one. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> but it's kind of weird. I mean, like, yeah, he doesn't miss his pals. And there's this weird, I mean, like, again, this really like starts and stops with this weird stuff. There's like this weird, like, him as a little kid, he's a budding writer. He writes the story of the moon rock, and it's Don Knotts. Don Knotts, by the way, with the hammer, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. And Don Always Knotts, appreciate mm -hmm. that. Um, Don Knotts was what a huge dick. What do you say? With the yes, hammer, right, dude. With the hammer, he's yeah. hung like a fucking horse. Like Mr. Ed walked in. Yeah, that's why his pants are longer. They're not. They don't roll up the <laughs> pants. They make them long. That's why it sounds like clopping when he approaches. <laughs> my cock is huge. <laughs> Watch out for my big swinging dick, everybody! Whoa. <laughs> uh, Women break up with me because my dick is too big. Mm -hmm. it's, it can be quite uncomfortable. It can be. That's what I've heard. No, uh, the hammer is whenever there's in a cast list, it's and so-and-so. Oh, Whoever's the I, and gets oh, the hammer. I never heard of that. Okay. I think I might have made that up years ago and never told anybody. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hence my gross confusion. Yeah, yeah uh, of course. Yeah, no, I love Don Knotts as this principal, though, man. It was a weird thing. Like, you're watching a movie from 1996, and I was like, Don Knotts? <laughs> yeah, and he obviously, he only died, like, maybe 10 years ago or something. But, like, it was just a weird, like, I, the paths of Rick Moranis, Tom Arnold, and Don Knotts crossing in a movie was very strange to me. I've but been taking colloidal silver! <laughs> <laughs> But he's like, he's like doing a fantasy about his, uh, as a budding writer, like, it's like, oh, here's this, uh, what do you call it there? Um, this big moon rock. And like, it's a fantasy of Don Knotts, the science fiction with wee you wee you And it's like, oh, I'm mm. deaf or something, which made me laugh. Because uh, the kid is like, <laughs> oh, he can't hear because he's deaf or something. And Don Knotts has to be like, I'm deaf or something. Like, oh. I just kind of... I kind of want more of that if that's going to yeah. be in the movie because it's kind of yeah. funny and fun to do fantasy stuff. But, dude, then it would have to be, I feel like you're then allowing the door to remain open for more Rick Moranis narration. And I don't want it. 
Okay. That's really don't want it. What if, yeah. the, what if the little girl went, I'm built like a 12 year old? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man! But so yeah, so he this moon rock thing. Yeah, got, yeah. So what? So I guess um, you know, like a a rock falls from space, and then it's like we take it to all the elementary schools. Look at this, kids! Is that what's going on? And, here? Yeah, Basically, and it sparks their imagination. Eric. Right. It makes them well, believe and think of a, a, a great. Also, makes them want to go to NASA. I guess that's yeah, yeah. what that's what I was trying to get at. Yes, it's uh, government propaganda. Is what this is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this fucking rock. It's just a placebo. They just brought. It's just a fucking river rock. And, and this, uh, I don't know if it's a NASA guy or the Navy or something. The guy who is guarding the fucking moon rock goes oh, away yep. to get a quickie with Dude. the fucking math teacher or something. Nice. Oh my god, that's when that's the point in the movie. And this is only like maybe ten minutes into the movie where I was like, oh, this is like kind of edgier than I thought it was yes. going to be because like they there's a big hullabaloo the kids are all looking at the rock little Tom Arnold's looking at it and the the uh, Air Force I think it's the Air Force Chris is like okay uh hey hey kid why don't you get moving other kids got to see this moon rock or whatever and you see the teacher like come up to him like say or whatever and then like cut to oh my god the moon rock's been stolen <laughs> and like the whole school starts freaking out and they run back in and my god this teacher's like adjusting her blouse and this dude's like yes. fixing his pants and i was like were you fucking in the auditorium <laughs> Did Bob Clark write this? What the fuck? <laughs> it's incredible how dirty that one moment is. It is. It's really weird. Uh, and uh, he goes down to the ravine again, I guess looking for his evil Knievel doll or whatever bullshit. And he right. sees the kid like pray, uh, sees Fang praying to this rock. I think he's just looking at it. I think he's praying to it. He's praying to the moon gods. Yeah, I, I, a transcendental I, I, moment there. I have to admit something here. I, you prayed I, to moon rocks? I, I do not pray to moon rocks, although I might start. That might help things. Uh, Couldn't hurt. <laughs> If I I looked at this kid doing this, and I don't know if it was the fat kid in me that thought this, but I was like, "Is he going to eat that moon rock?" Oh, <laughs> what to hide the evidence? Yeah, dude? like like he wants it to be a part of him. Like he he wants it to be his. Like I was like, "Wait a yeah. minute, don't do it, don't a, do it." A cosmic bowel obstruction. I like that. <laughs> I think I had one of those last week. Actually. I think, I think <laughs> we covered one of those last week. Actually. Uh, as well. yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so like Rick Moranis like sees it and he runs away, and then his parents are like, "Hey, great news, we're moving," and he's like, "Oh, great news, I'll fucking rat out this bully and ruin his life." <sighs> you know and what? He does man? so. Yeah, it's kind of cool to do that without reprise. I've never been a rat, but fuck bullies, man. He's he's, he's on he's on uh, as you're skipping town, kind of a baller move. It is kind of cool. Oh man, Steve, you must have had it bad. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I was an undersized kid with not a lot of friends in grade school. I mean, I've got some. I, I got a chip on my shoulder. It's fine. I, I've, I, I've had a bully. I just. I, I, <laughs> now this is a question that Chelsea asked me last night. That so there's a uh, difference between like having a bully, like someone just like kind of busting your balls or whatever. But like, was anyone beaten up? No, not beaten up. Just uh, like I, yeah, I had physical fights. I, I ended up winning a few, but yeah, you know, I don't oh, think nice. I was ever. I got like, through some fights. I was never like decimated by anyone. No, I yeah. was sh I was shoved and I shoved back, which actually ended the fight, which is interesting because somebody was trying to start shit. But that's like the closest I've ever been to a fight. But no, just I, just the I, verbal bullying. I remember being in like I think it was like elementary school and it was like recess and stuff. And I had a bully 
I think it was like a, the grade below us or something. And they had like shared the recess time or whatever the fuck it was. You were and, getting bullied by a younger oh, kid? Yes. Yes. Oh. This is how bad I got it. And oh, then, because yeah. um, <laughs> you, you know, making light of my weight situation. Sure. And then I was sizing up other kids. And so I was trying to be, I, tr- I literally did this as a kid. I was like, I tried to befriend him and I like sidled up to him when he was saying, you know, how fat I was. And I was like, what about that kid over there? Huh? He's a oh, little bit yeah. Bigger, huh? <laughs> Trying to like get him off of me to go after someone else. Right. Totally and bully this kid instead. He wasn't having it. <laughs> oh, no, dude. He, yeah, they, they never fall for that. I know. It sucked. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, no, life was garbage until, well, shit, I was going to say it ended, but I don't think it has. <laughs> I think life has continued to be trash. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was never uh, physically beaten up. A lot of people talking shit to a little fat kid. Absolutely. I actually had one girl tell me one time that I had bigger breasts than oh. the girl in sixth grade who was, you know, to the point I was making earlier, she was the girl who got boobs before the rest of the girls. Oh, that's and tough. So, and so everybody knew it. And she was like, you, this other girl was like, you have bigger boobs than so-and-so. And I was like, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, though, fucking total laugh moment in the editing it's like this kid runs into don knots and is like hey i know who stole the moon rock cut to this kid getting taken out handcuffs by <laughs> yeah, the police absolutely. a police. little kid in handcuffs hilarious like it's, that just seems like stealing a moon rock whatever and i guess the the u.s government which wouldn't shock anybody uh <laughs> prosecuted him to the fullest extent of the law wouldn't you just yep. be like oh it's a little kid got just it take it back six take months detention back. Even suspension or even, you know what? Oh, my God. He's been expelled from school. Yes. Yeah. Or or, oh, my God, we think he may have been like licking this thing, trying to eat it, (laughs) like psyching himself up and eating it. Now we're going to take him and study this kid back at NASA. I like that. Mm -hmm. You know, gray turd like E.T. at the end of that thing. (laughs) Uh, so, you know, yeah, the kid gets arrested and Rick Moranis moves away. And then, yeah, it's like, I moved to a place with no violence or fear at all. Oakland, California. Turds. And in one, for like a half a second, I was like, maybe he's also referring to like, college campus unrest and the political activism of it. No, no, definitely not. No, no, no. no. You see the way it's like portrayed the second they cut to Oakland and it's like, nope, definitely not. That is not what you're talking about. We cut to Oakland and it's just like all these police vehicles speeding by a bookshop. We move in on the bookshop and he's writing, he's he's signing copies of his piece of shit. The last straw. Oh, that was the last straw. Yeah, I bet it was. yeah, it's about a guy whose whose family leaves him or something. I don't. He says it says loses his family, which I don't know what that means. Like, do I they die in a car accident? The gambling, or? you know, he like threw them <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the car, you'd have to be threw in his car keys. He threw in his family, the like little family portrait. Listen, you got my wife. The Rams cover the cover the spread. Uh, I'll I'll put in the kid. How about that? How about uh, how about the kid too? I think that's something that goes unspoken in this movie, you guys, is that actually on top of this shithead son that Rick Moranis has in this movie, there was also a daughter at one point. And oh. that daughter that daughter was <laughs> yep. fucking taken by whatever Eric Bogosian fucking crime boss guy because Rick Moranis has a gambling problem in this movie. L- listen, they're going to take you. I have a gambling problem. <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy, listen. 
I had to bet you. <laughs> I lost that bet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kimmy, the damn, the damn, the damn, the Chiefs won the coin toss. So now, yes, you're going to have to go with these Albanians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The gambling on the coin toss, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's listen for folks at home. If you find yourself doing that, that's how you know you're in some hot soup. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so this book, The Last Straw, he's doing a book signing. Nobody gives a shit. Every, the gag is like everybody keeps coming in asking where, and like, this is like ultra 90s. Like, where's the new Stephen King book? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Weird. Every single yeah. person asks where the Stephen King book. Not a James Patterson to break it up. A Daniel no. Steele here, everybody. Yeah. And the, the gag is like, you know, no, I don't work here. I'm an author signing my book. And then eventually he's, he's just directing people to aisle 23 or wherever the the horror and thriller sci-fi section is. Until he misleads this stoner fellow, <laughs> this this yes. this grody for incubus. Uh he fucking this kid comes up, he's like, uh, dude. I mean, it's just the it's just the uh, Sean yeah. Penn thing from Ridgemont High. Yeah, yes, we were doing that is. in the nineties. Well into the late nineties, we loved that kind of trope, like stoner guy. And he does a riff on on Stephen King here, where it's about a guy who loses his family. Uh, oh, you ever you you ever hear those electric wood chippers where the killer like splatters their body across the lawn or whatever? <laughs> but then the body parts come back to life to hunt the killer or whatever. And the kid mm-hmm. is like hooked. Oh yeah, yeah he's I, like, oh wow, it's a uh... That's like Pet Cemetery, Mr. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, you know what? Honestly, his publisher does not believe in this project. The cover of this book is just a crossroads. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. you want to put a little it, bit more in the cover design. It folks. looks like the cover for Hillbilly Elegy. Like, for real. <laughs> like, almost exactly. It's you guys, really, you're, it's, you're judging by the cover. It, I, I, I am. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, this is the cut I'm talking about. He gets a call. Uh, he's about to sell uh, a copy to this kid, and he gets a call that says your your kid is in trouble. Your kid is making uh, is is doing something bad. Cut to rap yep. music, very loudly <laughs> pumping in as they yeah. take this kid out of like lots of uh, uh, police activity around this school too. It turns out. It's very weird, and like you see his buddies, and they're all just like mushroom cut little 90s white losers you know (laughs) and he's just like i don't want you hanging around these kids anymore everyone in this school's a bad influence with your rap music and not wanting to read the last straw (laughs) by me what what do you call them like they're gonna be future cast members of america's most wanted oh yeah oh man it is just like all this shit we were fucking yelling in the and, 90s like that. And I guess like that's the motive because then he gets a, a, a letter from his old school saying, oh, my God, you're like, <laughs> you're the town hero. We're going to spend we're going to pay money for you to come and not for like uh, to teach like a course over a weekend or to do a talk. No, no, no. We're going to move you here for a whole semester, not a full year either in grade school, which is kind of odd. Very uh, weird. What do you uh, teach this class? Because it's a creative writing class for middle schoolers. Yeah. What is it? Yes. The alphabet that you're going to be teaching them? <laughs> yeah. It's weird too. And I don't know if this is like somewhere something got lost along the way in the writing of this script because when he gets to the class or whatever and he's like, you know, oh, I'm uh, Mr. Leary and this is creative writing 201. And I was yeah. like, 
201 like that sounds like shit left over from like a college yes class that was yeah. like written into the script for some reason it's not you just it would just be creative you had math you know what i mean like that's how <laughs> yeah. middle exactly. school works it's like you go to math you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but just say he's an English teacher. Have a yes, line yes. about Ivanhoe and shut the fuck up. But that's the thing. <laughs> but you don't also like know. Like, a you have no idea. They never explain what happened with his wife. B, it's like yes, you understand that he's kind of like a a loser author. Money's probably not great. But like, it's never like oh these bills are piling up. Thank God this this teaching gig happened. It's not it's yep. just like that sounds cool. And then he moves across the country. Back to uh, a place I would never go back to where my bully lives. No way. But the problem is, is that this was before Facebook when you could confirm that shit. You never knew. Yep. This was all a mystery. You were That's going fair. back to a full wide landscape. You didn't know what you were going back to necessarily. I mean, and it's not like he has any sense of hometown pride. Like yes. he hated it there. The bully made his life miserable. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't even say goodbye to those friends, like just fucking yes. up and left. Like it's clearly, a th it's like fucking Rick Moranis's character, his, his excuse for like fucking white flight. Like it's <laughs> yeah. so insane. Because yeah. you, I mean, because you don't tell me that he's got money troubles or yep. et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like you need to do that or else. Like just give me like two lines See, of that, but no, he just moves Steve, across. I I think the '90s lens is you being a single parent equals money troubles. I see. yes yes. <laughs> uh, so they get out there and they meet the new neighbors, Jeffrey Tambor and Faith Prince as Art and Betty. I have to say, Chris Cabin. With the way this guy's hair patterns look in Tambor and the beard going on, he looks exactly like your father 20 years ago. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, Tambor's, yep. Tambor's got a little bit of padding in the front, uh, but yeah, very close. <laughs> Are you making fun of my weight? <laughs> <laughs> there is like a fucking great line. And like this kid, the kid sucks. The the son character, he's a little Ooh, shitty son. Oh, man. But man, it is fucking hilarious how much he hates Rick Moranis' guts. He's just, they're you know, they meet these new neighbors or whatever, and then Rick Moranis is, like, trying to get the kid to, like, help him move or, in, you know, boxes into the house or whatever, and he goes, I can see why mom left. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough like, one, man. Dude, twin torpedoes. Nuclear. Right there, right <laughs> Holy shit. And because it's Rick Moranis, you just get, hey, come on, that's yeah. not really fair. <laughs> He's just deflated. Uh, no, the, the weird thing about Tambor and the wife is they're just kind of a bit brought to life. Yep. yep. Like they, yep. they're just like, uh, hi neighbor, can I help you do this? Oh, can I help you do this? Hey, maybe you know what? I could wipe your ass for you. Could <laughs> do you need to do that? Do you need me to handle your balls while you jack off, friend? Because I could do, you know, I could make dinner and then I could jack off and help you with your balls. Is what I could do, and I could be right over here in ten minutes. Ten minutes. What I, man, they are so friendly out there. Very friendly. <laughs> love it. Love it. You're right though, Chris, because those those two characters do feel like they were born out of like a bad improv. It was, yes. it was, it's like a note. Somebody told them this script has to be funnier and they got that something like that. They were just like, <laughs> it's a bit, we'll throw it in there. It'll make a laugh. But it's so nothing that I literally forget that Jeffrey Tambor is in the movie and then he's in the last one of the <laughs> yep. last scenes. Like, oh yep. right. It really, I literally, and it's not even like a long movie. It's not like I'm watching a turtles. No. Uh, it's 90 minutes. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit, is he he's in this? I do enjoy him in that last scene that yes, we will get to. Yes, it's very funny. Yes. But by the way, I just looked up the uh the son uh to, you know, Ben this character in Big Bully here. Yeah. You know when he was in the year before this, Chris? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Bushwhacks. <gasps> 
Bring it. And I and I think because I'm looking at the character's name, I think he's the main kid from Bushwhacked. I he is one. He is one of the main kids from Bushwhacked. Gordy. Yeah. Gordy. Jesus. Naming your kid Gordy. You, you want to talk about fucking inviting yeah. a bully. Oh, he's the one with the single parent, I think. Yeah. I guess that's uh, short for Gordon. Yes. No. Unless, Steve, you're totally right. Unless it's a hockey family. And then you're totally <laughs> in the clear. <laughs> I, I had a question because I was just thinking about Bushwatch, which I know you, everyone else on this podcast loves. I've never seen it. Fuck yes. Was this yes. a movie? Was Big Bully a movie you folks grew up with or no? Because I've last time was my first and only time. Uh, I recalled like maybe renting this once. I remembered nothing about it though. Mm. I saw this I, baby in theaters. What? Holy Ooh. mackerel. Wow. I dude. was a Rick Moranis fan. I was yeah. a capital a capital F fan. I, I liked him. So I even then I was like, let's do it. I definitely <laughs> I definitely saw this at, at home at some point on on television. But uh, yeah. Well, and you saw it a little, a uh, little uh, more recently. Is that not correct? That is correct. I when we were, <laughs> we scheduled to do this, and I'm, I, you know, I'm watching. I I, I open Letterbox. Wait, I rated this, and in April. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't remember watching it in April. And when I brought it up on the Amazon Prime stream or whatever, it was like, "Would you like to start over?" <laughs> and that was a That's another ping in my gut. I'm like, "Oh my lord, <laughs> I love it." I mean, I liked Rick Moranis as much as the next guy. I actually liked Tom Arnold growing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember supporting for no reason whatsoever the Jackie Thomas show. Excuse me. Oh, what's that? What's wow! That? It's a, it was an ABC show that they just gave him because he was fucking Roseanne. And but like, <laughs> and as a little kid, I would just be like. If it's network television, I'm watching it. And for whatever reason, I watched like every fucking episode of the Jackie Thomas show. Okay. Now, what was the premise? What was this whole thing? It was like a show within a show. Like he was like a a star of a TV show and he was like difficult or something. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Barry Tanders show. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, I'm looking at it now. That is the vibe, definitely. The uh, oh, what is this? Oh, though? Paul Feig was in it. Oh, yeah. how about this? How about this? You're totally right with what you said, Steve, about Roseanne, because the IMDb photo, like the poster art for this, is just like an ad for it that ran in like I don't know, probably like People Magazine or TV Guide or something. And in the corner, it's a picture of Roseanne with a quote that says. Hey, like I'm producing the show. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. oh man, that sucks. But Steve, that's it. my exact thing. I had that. I didn't watch this show, but an example I can give is I watched all of the Billy Connolly sitcom Billy. Yep, I, I was there for that oh, too. Yeah. It's like a TGIF show. <laughs> yep. Like I had no fucking business watching that show, <laughs> and I watched it every week uh-huh. for all. 12 weeks or whatever it was. Just like, yeah, just if it was on television, I was watching it, man. That's kids ask me, how do you, kids ask me, how do you, you know, how do you become podcasters? Like, ruin your early life. Yeah. Is the move. Remember Mantis. That's about (laughs) it. Can you remember Mantis? Then you're fine. Do you have an an encyclopedic uh, knowledge of the television show Mr. Rhodes? Then yes, you're going to be just fine. Uh, so he has his first day of teaching. The funny thing is like watching him start this class, like Rick Moranis, I could see him being a really good teacher. He's got the demeanor for Mm -hmm, it. The tone was down. I was like, I'd love to learn creative writing from this guy. Sure. It'd be interesting. if We got to see more of that in the classroom. We never see him teach. We see more of Tom Arnold teaching his shop class. (laughs) 
Yes, that's true. The movie is wholly unconcerned with Rick, Rick Moranis as a teacher. Well, we have to start, of course, when he gets back to uh, his teaching, this new teaching job. Uh, he, we have to do the oldest joke in the world, and but you had to do it in the 90s where you go to the library. Oh, what's that? I have a book that's been out for 8,000 years. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, this, oh, right. Like literally every TGIF like, show had to do it, and then Seinfeld did it too. But this is also, <laughs> this also is, is illuminating for us as the audience. So we under, we help under, it helps us understand why David sure. was bullied so much because <laughs> he's checking out Green Eggs and Ham from the school library. Yeah, it's a good the call, man. middle school yeah. library. <laughs> yeah. And okay, that's bad. Yeah, you listen. You know, you, you you have it at home, or or you don't. You don't. You don't walk around with, you know, super child books, right? Like, <laughs> no, you don't. You get a death sentence if you do. A mark on your back. Absolutely. You don't tell the kids that you can't wait to see Free Willy. You don't. <laughs> yes. You, exactly. you don't play that game. <laughs> I remember very clearly. I've told the story before. There was a girl in my class getting bullied for liking the Power Rangers. I was right next to her <laughs> as a fan of the Power Rangers. Like. I shouldn't have brought that up. Like, you know yep, what I mean? Like, totally. That'll teach her. <laughs> you got Classic it. mistake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you showed your interest. <laughs> Although I, I have to say that's pretty stunning because when we were kids, the Power Rangers were massive. I feel <sighs> like for me, I was j- just slightly too old for it. But everyone, it's like a lot of people a year younger than me were were into it. There's like oh, a fine really? line. Yeah, there, it's interesting. It's, it's funny you should mention that, Eric, because that's it was the, it was my first go about in the fifth grade before I got left back, <laughs> and <laughs> no one in that generation liked uh, the Power Rangers. I'm sure my new uh, new uh, second second go at fifth grade friends would have liked that. I forgot you you got, you got held back in the fifth grade. Absolutely. I got held back in grade one. That's when they uh, knew something was wrong. <laughs> oh, man, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, put it back in, they said. Exactly. <laughs> He's not done yet. Put it back in. Uh, never held back, but I will say I'm pretty sure the Power Rangers are what inspired my love of kaiju films. Mm, now that I'm yeah. sitting here thinking about yeah, it. like Because they were just 30-minute kaiju episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do love the gag, and it's the 90s, so we're still doing this. And not that you can't, like... Go back and teach at your school, but like it would give me a panic like, attack. FYI, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's and he's like, oh, I always wondered what was going on in the teachers' lounge. Now I know I, it's just everybody smoking. I, you know what? Maybe I wouldn't if I walked back into my a brand new job that was handed to me. Literally, they mailed me to give me a job, <laughs> uh, and then I walk into this room. The crush I've had, the built 12-year-old, uh, <laughs> is essentially being like, yo, I want to fucking marry you right now. Are you it's are you insane. down for that? Are you up for that? Yeah, I might be comfortable. I might be comfortable in the new job. I will suck your Rick Moranis dick in the closet right now because yeah. I am yep. so fucking horny because you wrote a book ever. Okay. Also, I think it's because right. the, the dating pool is so oh, nothing yeah. Yeah. in that town. And what can you, you know, back then, what are you doing? You're going to go to a bulletin board, you know? Yeah. What? <laughs> this is some like big city dude coming back home. Once the pyromaniac turned fireman leaves you at the altar. Yeah, this guy, the author, might seem like a good job here. I do like the gag, though, of when all the teachers are smoking, you see two gym teachers also smoking. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, But yeah, it's important to point out here also his sexy crush. What's her name? Vivian? This woman? Victoria. Victoria, yes. Uh, She is just straight up strictly the sex ed teacher. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's odd. Weird. It, kind of odd. Yes, I agree. Like Usually our school was like that. Yes. It was the health teacher, and a lot of the times, by the way, those health teachers were also just gym teachers. No, mm-hmm. I bet you anything on the schedule is health, but because she has to make it so clear that she would let Rick Moranis hit the back walls, <laughs> she's he. She has to say sex. Oh, sex ed, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. do you teach sex? It's like, yeah, it's like, is she flirting or is she nervous to meet the big author again? Yeah, no subtlety oh, whatsoever. Man. No, she wants By to get way, fucked right now. Did you uh, see the actress, Julianne Phillips? Was, uh, I didn't know this, uh, Bruce Springsteen's ex-wife. Oh, really? Didn't, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Eight, they were married 85 to 89. Dang. Come on, baby. We were born to run. <laughs> Here, it's it's me. I'm in a, a tight jeans in front of an American flag. You like Bruce Springsteen and Moranis. Okay, I'm going to go back to Thunder Road. <laughs> we're dancing in the dark. Yeah, you I'm are. afraid of a bully. Oh, 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 I'm on fire. <laughs> they blew up the chicken man late last night. <laughs> Come on, Wendy, let me in. I want to be your friend. <laughs> I do, but yeah, she's Santa like, Claus is coming to town right <laughs> well now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, yeah. so he, he she's like uber horny and she's like, let's have a date. And he's like, absolutely. And he's like, I can't believe you hit puberty. Kind of turning me off right now a little bit. <laughs> I liked when you were tw- 10 looking like 12. <laughs> now it's backwards. You're 36 looking like 42. <laughs> uh, so the, the flip here, that's never totally addressed. And this is what's weird about this movie is like Rick Moranis way more concerned with working alongside his ex-bully at the school because uh, we learned Tom Arnold is the shop teacher. Uh, less con- More concerned with that than he is concerned about his own child, the fruit of his loins, becoming a bully himself. Ex- there needs This never gets addressed. I mean, like, he's just like, oh, you, you got to, you know, like, you got to act better in school. Like, he's like, ditch yeah. school. No, no, this is something that like, would, like, hit a bone uh, hit a nerve for you wouldn't you be like you can't do that to kids i I grew up with it it was horrible that's why i look this way you know what i mean like you got to be smarter about this as a screenplay yeah but maybe there's there's a thrill to it for him or something Mm, maybe i don't know but like also you kind of get the sense that he's like just because the the wife left he's like i'm not gonna do anything i give up on child rearing that's true because it does seem very much he's like not the father. There's that moment where the kid's like, "I'm gonna go to the park," and he's like, "But it's it's dark out," and, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, that's what happens at night, Dad." And he leaves. Dude, let me tell you right now, if I said that to my father, my little fucking bowl cut ass is not going out skateboarding. I will tell you that right away. <laughs> I'll tell you. I think that's part of why. Uh, one of the reasons that a one of the absolutely one of the reasons I ne- uh, I'll never be a teacher, especially of children. And number two is why I won't have kids. I'm a little afraid of getting bullied by kids, man. Like, what am I gonna do? What am <laughs> I gonna true. do now? You That's know what true. I mean? You, you've got you can't do it. Guy starts bullying you. You know, regular mm-hmm. life, you could fucking pop. You could knock his teeth out onto the ground. Exactly. So, and suddenly, <laughs> that's wrong when I do that to a kid who mouths off. Yes, it is, I mean, it is Eric. But like. And these kids are fearless. They'll take you no matter who you are. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we meet Tom Arnold. He's now going by his name, Ross. Uh, and uh-oh, his youngest son, Kirby, is now the nerd who's yes. getting bullied by uh, Moranis's kid. And Moranis, like, goes to, like, he meets Tom Arnold. He doesn't recognize him. And he's going by Ross. He's not going by Fang, so he doesn't remember him or whatever. And then, you know, Tom Arnold does kind of tell this funny story about, like, accidentally cutting his thumb off and, like, sewing it back on. Yes. Uh, you know, and then Moranis sees the tooth, and it kind of all comes together. And it should be said that Tom Arnold, at least at this part of the movie, is playing very mild-mannered, like, kind of looking at his feet, kind of shuffling his... Yes. You know yes. what I mean? The uh, when, when Rick Moranis goes out and gets a drink with the, the guys again, meets up with them, they say that he was completely changed into a different person after he went to the asylum kind of known as Pee Wee <laughs> Prison. So. Rochester Reformatory. <laughs> yes. Yikes, man. Uh, yeah, and it's like, yeah, he's acting this way because he's broken because he got sleepered, okay? Yes. <laughs> like... Absolutely. Rick Moranis, you fucking ruined this kid's life. He was clearly like physically oh. and mentally abused, and the movie doesn't acknowledge well, you know, it. At properly. least the kids in sleepers ruined the life of a hot dog merchant. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this kid fucking took a moon rock for a week. We could yep. just we could really just like ease up on the punishment. Another hilarious detail that is when he gets out of Pee Wee prison and he goes back to the hometown, his parents have disappeared and just yeah. left. <laughs> Yes, and then he got sent to a fucking home. An orphanage, it says. Yeah, or they say in the film. And Those also aren't great. Yeah, Lord knows what happened after that. The other thing that happens that I didn't know this was even a thing at the bar scene is he orders a Corona with lime and they act like he's ordering a bowl of shit from their asses. There's a literal record scratch. Yeah, it's it's, what is this? And it's the early 90s, it's the mid 90s rather, and it was just Budweiser at that point. This Corona was like big city, uh, hoity toity, I suppose, at the time. Yeah, I guess it's more like Californian and there in the Midwest where you drink like Schlitz and shit. Uh Oh, wow. He ordered a Mexican beer. That's weird. (laughs) Oh, let's kill him. Yeah, let's go kill him. (laughs) And like, that's the only, I mean, and that would also be something to explore in this movie again i'm very happy with the 90 minute runtime but like to explore like oh man i can't even get good mexican food out here or whatever like i liked in oakland when i could just do this or that like what's the music scene here oh nothing like you know like whatever that kind of a thing cultural fish out of water yeah shit. but but i see that would make sense if he was a fish because because he's he's just a he's always a fish out of water because he's a He's. He, I feel like you get no idea of what his life in Oakland was. It doesn't seem like he liked it there either. So why would That's, he care? Yep. Yeah. That's a great point, right? That's what you read my mind. Like it that would make a difference to him if he liked living in Oakland, which clearly he did not, because it's all just murder and rap music. Uh, according to this movie, yet he stayed there. That was the site of the cuckening. <laughs> That's. I can't. I, any chance I can get out of Oakland? The cuck capital of America for me, man. She fucked the cable guy and made me watch. (laughs) It infected a 10-mile radius around my house. I can't go back. She fucked the cable guy and made me watch. For some reason, my mind was envisioning that the cable guy fucks the wife and sets up the cable and the TV's broadcasting and fucking his wife. (laughs) Even better. You'll never uh, survive the cuckening. <laughs> oh, man, look out this summer. Uh, so uh, all of these grown-up guys are, like, kind of, like, you know, 
sort of character actors here and there. But did you guys catch grown up Alan, who this dude is? Yeah, no. I've seen him in a ton, but he's so the actor is Harry Waters Jr. He's the guy who played Marvin Barry in Back to the Future. Oh, shit. Oh. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, so they yeah they do give him the whole rundown here. Parents left uh, uh, left town when he went to Pee Wee Prison, then was sent to an orphanage. Rick Moranis is feeling totally terrible. We get a, a peek in here now at Tom Arnold's home life, where you know, like Steve mentioned, like he is you know very uh, uh, he's a quiet guy now, a totally broken man. So like the family is using him as a doormat, just like we see earlier in the film. There's a scene where his students in the shop class also just walk all over him and treat him like garbage. But man, I love fucking Carol Kane as his wife. Oh, yeah. oh she's awesome. It's Anytime she pops up, it's just, she's a legend, man. It's yes. just, she's the best. And he's got like, what, four or five fucking children running around. I almost that, threw that's up. That's what I need to see. I, uh, there's something off with this timeline. Cause at some point, clearly they were fucking like rabbits to create mm-hmm. all of these things. Yeah. So like he clearly lapsed after like, cause uh, uh, the way this paints it is like he can only get horny when Rick Moranis is around. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep. You're right. Yep. Th- that's kind of how they cut. But like, and that, but there was some. There had to be some time between the reformatory and the orphanage where he was still like a bad boy. Well, I, Chris, I think what happens is he he gets with the lady. You know, they 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 have that phase where they're screwing all the time. They get into this marriage and it starts slowing sure. down and, and then see, you know, Rick Moranis reinvigorates his life. You know, now he's got a pep in his step. He's got purpose again. Okay. Now see, he, that's now the he has thing. something to picture during sex. Rick Moranis. <laughs> well, sure. He was fucking Carol Kane and like they had these kids and whatever, but the only time he truly felt alive was when he was bullying Rick Moran. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay. It's, and it's I mean, like sexual release to bully, mm. you know? Yes, well, psychology. That's, I mean, that's, mm. that's the weird part about adult bullies, right? Because, like, that's... It's just sexual at that point. Because, like, bullying as a kid, <laughs> you're just, like, you know, you're you're lashing out at people, and you're just, like, you're probably getting hit at home, so you're hitting people in, in your, you know, whatever. And, like... Right. But to an, an adult man... Like, adult man fighting another man, that's, like, you know, that's fighting, whatever. But, like bullying another man like a wet yeah. really incredibly sexual wedgie pretty sexual does that happen uh, a lot uh, the to adult me, yeah. bully <laughs> adults <laughs> bully you no they don't i'm kidding uh so thus begins like this tom arnold like head games campaign against rick moranis where like tom arnold i have to admit doing a pretty good job at making other people think that rick moranis is totally fucking crazy well because like he- the first yeah. I'm sorry, we should say, like, he doesn't know who Rick Moranis is, and he has his humdrum life, but then it clicks at some point, because he hears his name, and then he's like, like, he becomes awakened again, and it's a very weird scene. His son, Kirby, who's yes. the nerd that's being bullied yes. by Ben, uh, Rick Moranis' kid, says that, oh, uh, uh, my my teacher, uh, Mr. Leary, and he puts it together, he met a new teacher named David, so... Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And you're right though, because it is Tom Arnold being like, <gasps> Yeah. There's a big realization oh shot. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets this creepy smile for the rest of the movie. Wait, your new teacher's Timothy Leary? <laughs> what is he giving you? What is he telling you about? Uh like, you know, so in this cafeteria scene, he's dining. Uh Rick Moranis is at the lunch table with Curtis Armstrong. We know and love, of course, as Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. He is a delight in this movie, kind of, right? I want I need more Curtis yes. Armstrong, though, man. Because as it is with the the amount where it's like it's it's too little, but not 
like nothing. So yes. it feels like there should be more with Booger. And yes, it feels like there should be more because he plays such a weirdo. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he's like, he, he's, he's talking to himself at the teacher's lounge. He's like putting all this weird salt on his food like a creep. The weird stutter. The stutter yes, is odd. The stutter. He later on in the film he runs into Rick Moranis on the street, and you know there's that whole he's like freaking out about. Uh, he thinks Rick Moranis is the problem in the school. Basically. Is obsessed right. with him in right. some way. I, I I didn't quite get that whole thing. No, Curtis Armstrong's been doing it for fucking four, 30, 30 odd years now, man. Better Dang. off dead, killing it. Risky business. Pretty much the same character there. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's very funny on. Um, uh, the old Fox show uh, New Girl. He plays the principal of the school that Zoe Deschanel's character works for, and he's let me tell you, fucking hysterical. It is a very funny character, so perfectly made for Curtis Armstrong. If you ever wind up seeing any of that show, try <laughs> to catch an episode with him in it. He's very funny. I'm on that one uh, on the IMDb right now, and I'm looking at a picture of him, and I forgot he was in this. That he plays like the kindly record executive in Ray. Oh, yeah. oh yes, a definitely. very odd turn for Booger from Revenge of the Nerds to be in an Oscar, <laughs> an Oscar picture. Taylor Hackford is just a huge Revenge of the Nerds fan. It's possible, <laughs> maybe, probably the. That's a question, and you know we're not going to scan his IMDb profile right now. But like, how many Oscar-nominated films has Curtis Armstrong been affiliated with? I would wager that's the only one. <laughs> I, yeah, would, yes. I would think one, maybe. Right? I mean, he's kept, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a great moment of cowardice in this movie. So, like, once, once you know, Rick Moranis has the realization, he's freaking out. There's a scene where, like, he's leaving the school late after grading papers and Tom Arnold's, like, following him at, a like, a, a fast pace. And then, like, when he gets to the door, he's like, hey, you dropped your pen, like, shit like that. But there is this moment of cowardice where Rick Moranis is in the school and he's looking to see, like, if Tom Arnold's around. <laughs> this kid... This tall kid who's like, they give him a basketball so you know he's on the basketball team. And Rick Moranis like hides behind this kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I I get it. You're like, whatever. You're afraid of this guy. And he's a much bigger dude than you. But like, be like, hey, dude, you want to fucking fight me or do I have to call the cops? Because you need to leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to yeah, You got to nip this in the bud. Well, exactly. That's, that's the thing is because he is like Tom Arnold. The whole point is like, like kind of makes the point like, you know, you're doing it back to me. We're 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 a team. We do this back and forth, and yeah. like he keeps denying. It. I'm like, no, you are doing it by not just putting your foot down. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. You well, want th- this. You are into yes. this. Yes, because they're all falling back into their old tropes. Like like Dave Davy. You know, Rick Moranis. Instead of going to the police, he's going to complain to the principal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. You fucking coward, dude. Exactly. No. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, I got to say, one of the most shocking uh, shots in this film, and I don't think they intended it to be, but it's just weird, is Moranis in the teacher's lounge. This is like Booger's freaking out about something again. And Rick Moranis opens a closet, and the the little nerdy kid is inside. He's been given an atomic wedgie, and he's hanging from this door. But Rick Moranis opens the door so fast, I literally thought there was someone who had hanged themselves (laughs) in this closet. It was bone chilling. <laughs> I thought like there was like a dead cat that Tom Arnold had put in there or something. I was like, this. <laughs> after one week on the set of Big Bully, one ca- cast member had to hang themselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but this is where, and this is so weird because it, he's like, oh, you got an atomic wedgie, huh? Let me walk you home. And this is where instead of being like, I will talk to my kid. This is totally unacceptable. I was a villain of bullying myself. He's giving this kid tips on how to dodge the bully. Which includes, <laughs> oh, have you tried to pay my son money every week and allowance to not bully you? Because that's what I do. <laughs> I pay my own son. You ever think about not taking a shower after a while? Your balls and asshole will smell so bad, no one's going to want to bully you. God damn it. Like, what are you... Dude, you are now a teacher at this school. Yeah. go No, Fuck. go around. Uh, just go shit your pants everywhere. Nobody will ever bother you again. Just go around everywhere you go shitting your pants and pissing yourself. And up until this point, Tom Arnold has been doing, like, the head games thing, where it's like, it could totally be misconstrued as Tom Arnold, like, just being, you know, nice big Russ or whatever. And Rick Moranis is like blowing it out of proportion. But this scene in their driveway, because he walks this kid home and then Tom Arnold is right there, like coming home from work and they're in the driveway and they have this face off. And this is where the movie turns. And it's kind of like, well done. You see in his face, like he turns off that fucking innocent shit and goes back to being full crazy guy mode. And it's like, it's an impressive bit of facial expression. I, I have to give it to him. So, you know, that whole thing happens. He just, again, kind of just runs away from Tom Arnold. And then we get, like, Victoria asking... Uh, this is weird. He, she asks... There's a Sadie Hawkins dance going on, which, you know, in America, that's a thing where, like, girls ask boys to the dance, whatever. Uh, I was going to ask what the hell that was. I thought it had to do with... Um I don't know, the witch trials or... No, it's just more antiquated May Mayberry bullshit where all oh, the girls <laughs> ask the boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, they should but be this, asking the boys. <laughs> but this woman's like, oh, you want to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance? It's like Western themed. I have to chaperone it. And I was under the impression that she's like asking Rick Moranis since he teaches at the school to also be a chaperone. And instead he's like, Oh yeah, I got a date with this lady. It's gonna be awesome. In, like, in, and then at the dance, they're acting like well, it is a date. Saying, she's not like, oh, would you like to chaperone this dance with me? And she's like, I want to fuck you so goddamn bad in front of all these kids. And he's like, that sounds hot. <laughs> Do you think they'll fire me if I put my hand down your pants and touch your penis in the middle of this dance? Do you think they'll fire me? Because I don't care. I really don't care. Touch anymore. Lord Helmet. <laughs> do it give lord helmet a good polish <laughs> darth helmet apologies it's oh darth it's, yeah, that's right it's both it's dark helmet and uh i think lord helmet alex <laughs> okay good <laughs> uh well what if we go uh under the bleachers in the gymnasium give old darth <laughs> helmet a fucking polish it's like yeah <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, like he he's like getting dressed for a date, and like they get there, and they are like, it's one thing like the teachers are just kind of talking while the kids they're like dancing and slow. He's got his arm around her, small of her back. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is yes. way inappropriate. Yes. And the now now Ben, the son that's a bully, has uh, other bully friends now, and they they now respect his father for for making a move on mm -hmm. her. I, yes, one of these uh, friends, I, I can't. The name is Stucky. Uh, yep. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I want to know. I don't know. I want to know what the root of that is. Where Where did that even come from? 
Well, I'll, well, I'll tell you one thing about our friend Stooky, dude. Uh, you listen to this motherfucker. This this kid was born inside a a matrix fucking tube filled with maple syrup. This is the most Canadian person I've ever heard in my life. And by the way, you know we've I sometimes I've seen a weird name and made a comment on it. Chris, the the Stooky people are kind of. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's Let, at least two Stookies listening to this episode right now. Look, it was their parents' problem for thinking we'll call him Stuart and then just tripping into Wookie halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> or and I mean like Stooky Yucky Yucky Yucky. You gotta feel it. If your name is Stuart and then like people start calling you Stooky, you're like, nah, dude, it's Stu. And yeah. please stop. Say Stu. Like, I'd even take Stewie. Yeah, Why not? Stewie, Stewie's fine. Uh Stewie the, in the face of Stooky, of course. The other kid, because it was driving me nuts, uh, was the is the lead who has like one line in this movie, because Stooky has a, a real scene coming up. But this other kid who's like the third kid in the movie is yeah. uh, was the lead in Small Soldiers. Oh, really? oh yes. Oh, you're okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It w- that's oh, thank you. It was driving me crazy last night, and I was looking through his IMDb profile. I just totally missed it. Other thing I wanted to point out: another inappropriate fucking action on the dance floor with Rick Moranis and this woman. When they finish the slow dance, he's like, "Hey, you want to get some punch?" And they walk across the gymnasium to the punch table, holding hands with one another. And I'm like, forget the fact that this is a child's dance and you're chaperoning it. Your co-workers, yes, what are exactly. you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by the way, at Kirby, the uh, the son of Tom Arnold at this dance, I believe is shown for a second wearing a Confederate yes. dress hat. Yeah. Thank you very much. That <laughs> was in my notes. That out real quick. That's a, that's a weird one, Kirby. You know what? Oh, eep. <laughs> and that just means, honestly, and it looked a little big, that just means Tom Arnold's character just has Confederate <laughs> memorabilia laying around his trailer in Minnesota. Oh my God! Yeah, the Stooky will rise again. Dude. <laughs> I didn't have anything else for my costume. What was I supposed to do, dude? Speaking of costumes, I have to say when Rick Moranis, <laughs> when Rick Moranis like is getting ready to go, he's got like a, he's got a Canadian tuxedo. He's doing the Ugh. denim shirt and denim pants. He's got this cowboy hat that's too small for his head, which is always a, a risk you run with cowboy hats. And mm. then he's wearing this neckerchief. And the kid, the shitty son, Ben, is for once, he gives him some good advice. He's like, lose the hat. You look absolutely terrible. And I was like, well done. And when he takes the hat off with the hair and the glasses frames that he has and that neckerchief, uh, he looked exactly like Peter Bogdanovich. (laughs) (laughs) It was so insane. And I started thinking, I was like, oh, shit. Like, obviously, he's a little older now. So maybe you position it as some like late in life thing like it's Ooh, Bogdanovich yeah. Bogdanovich trying to get the other side of the wind finished for the New York Film Festival and like it's it's Rick Moranis playing a late in life Peter Bogdanovich <laughs> that is how you get this legendary man in the Academy yes. Award right yes. there <laughs> fuck yes all because of that neckerchief <laughs> cosine dude absolutely yeah, do it <laughs> uh, so we should point out because this is where things get a little messy is way back in the flashbacks there's there's some tossed off gag where Tom Arnold's character, the little boy version of him, 
pisses in a thermos and Rick Moranis like almost drinks it or whatever. And so they go to the punch bowl and this woman's got the glass of punch and she's about to drink it. And Rick Moranis sees Tom Arnold just like, I love all the close up slow motion, Tom Arnold nodding and smiling in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah do it. You're going to drink my piss and, again, aren't you? And he's showing that little tooth that creeps. It, yep. It's even creepier on Tom Arnold, to be honest with you folks. But we, what is Steve? Let me ask you this. What is creepier? I, I feel it's probably Tom Arnold, but I just want to check in. Tom Arnold's fang tooth in this movie or the disgusting uh, Joe Pesci gold tooth in Home Alone? Uh, Tom Arnold's fang tooth. Yeah, it's yep, yep. the, the gold right. tooth is fine. It's a little creepy, but this is just sort of like it just and the fact that they're calling him fang just really <laughs> creeps me out. Not, man. Not good. Uh, but you know what you shouldn't do, folks? Even if someone is feeding your potential girlfriend piss, yeah. <laughs> you don't do you don't jump in front of her, put your arm in front of the drink, knock it yeah. down all over her dress. Hey, hey, Fang, no cutting in line, man. I was gonna pee in her drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting in I'm, I'm putting in the work here. We're on our first date. I was gonna take the punch out of the equation. Right into the mouth. Right before oh, this. Man, come on, Kevin. <laughs> right into her mouth. Before this altercation, oh. by the way, I want to quickly mention it, throw it under the gate here, that there is an uncomfortable gay joke between yeah. yes. Rick Moranis and this woman where she said that she went off to college and and, and dated a football player. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Right. she dated the high school football player who went to college to pursue football, but yes. then started I, dating uh, someone else, the wide receiver. I saw this coming a mile a fucking way. And yes. yep. I, had, I had my 90s glasses on because she's like, he started dating someone else. And Rick Moran is like, let me guess, a cheerleader. I'm like, I know. I, no, no, <laughs> yeah, here it yeah. comes. Come on, yeah. let's could, do it. You could tell it's going to be so bad because it takes it's a long route to get to this. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. It's almost like the screenplay itself was like, Oh, I don't know if we should do this. Let me put some other lines of dialogue in to delay us getting to that joke. Honestly, if it's down between doing something like this, what you do in this five to ten minutes, Rick Moranis, and drinking a little piss, you drink a little <laughs> piss. I'm sorry. You yeah, take agree. You, you just you know what? Be a fucking adult for once. You're a you're a parent. You've drank piss before. Come on. Absolutely. Drink a little piss. And you that's the thing is. You have to act normal in public. I oh, don't care yes. what the the thing is. Act normal. Let the bully come to you. Let yes. them trip. Yes. yes. Also, yep. yeah, Eric, you're completely right. What he should do is actually he he sees that even even if it's not in there, even if it's not in there, look Tom Arnold dead in the eyes and drink yep. what you think is piss. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he won't know what to do. He won't know. He won't know what to do after that. You're totally right, Chris. He is rendered powerless. It's like, oh my god, that was like the greatest thing I had. I put my bodily fluid in a cup and he drank do, it. Do and you? he didn't care. Do you think a man who do, who has to go through that is going home and fucking Carol Kane? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what my favorite part about drinking punch is, Victoria? <laughs> it's delicious! <laughs> like just gargling yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. him, dude. Oh, like fucking God. let him know you are so undeterred by his own urine. That's how you get the upper hand. <laughs> uh, what's crazy, though, about this is yeah. like the way, like Rick Ranis does overreact, but he does it in a way where it's like he just, he winds up spilling her drink and some punch goes all over and she's like, ah, oh, punch, I can't believe, what are you doing? But like, 
The dumb part about this is it brings this entire dance to yeah, a dead which stop. Which makes and, no sense. Yeah, like they like, stop playing on. music. Everyone's like, what yeah. is going on over there? Stookie's got a great line. Your dad's a spaz. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct, Stookie. You have yep. it correct, buddy. Yep. Because I think everybody was just like watching, not even quietly, like, oh, he's going to fuck her right now, dude. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, wait, he fucked yep. it up. You fucked it up, nerd. <laughs> And it is great because, like, just right before this, when Stooky and the rest of the fucking kids are like, oh, my God, is that your dad dating Miss Whoever? And, the, you know, Ben is like, yeah, it is. And they're like, wow, your dad's a fucking legend, man. You fucking see that prize piece? That's our sex ed teacher. And then instantly Rick Moranis destroys that. <laughs> hey, ben, hey, Ben, have you seen his dick? It's got to be huge, right? <laughs> I mean, Jesus this- Christ. <laughs> I can lean forward like the Moonwalker video and support myself because of my huge tripod. Because I'll be honest, Ben, I look at this aesthetically. It makes no sense. But if he has a huge dick. He's uh, he's secretly Don Knotts' son. Oh, that's right. Yes, hey, ben, big was dick your, is hereditary. Ben, was your dad in Ghostbusters? Oh, that's who. Yeah, no, that makes sense. She, she'd totally be a damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was in Ghostbusters? Yeah, the guy's a legend. It's awesome. The kid, uh, Ben, at some point toward the end of the movie is wearing a fucking Slimer t-shirt, by the way. Really? I miss that. Yep. Yeah, he's wearing it at the end. I think it's after this display that Ben tries to run away from home because his dad's oh, yeah. just fast. Right, right. And this yep. is when I started cackling because it's like, I'm going to go visit mom. And Rick Moranis is like, yeah, well, nobody knows where she is. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to tell me that earlier. Listen, movie. I killed your mother years ago. <laughs> Let hope it you go. Got, hope you got a Ouija board in that bag, Ben, because you're not going to find her. <laughs> if you, Barring that, maybe some scuba equipment will go back to the Bay Area. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find her, Ben, because she is technically in Texas, Arizona, Oregon, <laughs> part of California, also in North Dakota. I mailed half of her to the New York Times and half of her to the San Francisco Globe. I threatened them to tell me to stop to kill again, but no one ever came after me i warned him ben i fucking warned him all Ooh, he's he's in oakland what if and the oh, timeline almost going. matches what if he was the little yep. zodiac guys what if yep. he was the tiny, oh, tiny yes. zodiac uh, yeah. oh what's your sign <laughs> i get so pissed off watching young lovers in the park on picnic blankets <laughs> you know <laughs> you know ben the scariest part is how easy it is <laughs> Gonna watch these little kiddos get popped off in a in a school bus one after another. <laughs> I also super love painting movie posters. <laughs> this blood is, makes this warm. This is all to say that I don't think you're gonna find your mother anytime soon. And you better come home with me, young man. <laughs> Wait a second, Ben, I'm getting mixed up. Was your mother a Bay Area cab driver? I shot the back of the head. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, <laughs> it would be great. Like Tom Arnold's like, yeah, man. You now, now we're gonna be best friends again, Davey. <laughs> and he's like, you don't know who you're messing with. And that, he gets on this, he gets the Zodiac outfit yes, out. That needs I, to be the turn. That would be such a delightful turn for this movie. I didn't think I was gonna have to bring this out in Minnesota, but here we are. <laughs> hey, Fang, why don't you try solving this cipher? <laughs> 
Uh, it is also hilarious to point out that Rick Moranis is forced to drive home. This is a bad move on his part. Tom Arnold has let all the air out of all four tires of this car, and Rick Moranis like drives home, and Tom Arnold is just like, ah, you better be careful with that, buddy. It's really bad for the axle or whatever. And I was like, well, this is like hundreds of dollars yep. that Rick Moranis can charge this guy because he drives all the way home. Like, this car's irreparably damaged. Oh, yeah. If and you want to start talking lawsuits, I mean, the uh, the olive oil lady is taking him to the cleaners. Oh, God, yes. In our montage of of pranks or whatever. <laughs> oh, my what? God. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He puts some olive oil on the ground in uh, D- David Leary, Rick Moranis's uh, classroom, and some other lady walks in and eats <laughs> shit on it. And, and he comes <laughs> out and he's like, ha! And I'm like, ha! I'm taking you for all your worth. Which isn't much, but still. And then he puts, I, like, shoe polish in the on the phone receiver, and he takes apart, like, the desk chair, so everything falls apart and he gets paint all over himself. Yeah. Can we talk about really quickly, because I think we, 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 we mentioned it Barely, but so like you know, we there's two scenes of Tom Arnold at home. One, he's the the butt of the joke. The kids are going nuts, and Carol Kane's like, "You're a piece of shit." I'm smoking cigarettes. I'm out of here. The second time he comes home, all horned up from having bullied Rick Moranis. It might even be uh, the night of the big dance. He comes home. I think it is. Yeah. He starts telling the kids what's what. He's like, you clean this, you go to bed, and now we're fucking. Oh, right. And, and he's I'm also, like, dude, yikes. You, we, we watch too much TV, picks up the TV and throws it in the lake. He's having a manic episode. Tom Arnold throwing that television <laughs> off the fucking dock into the water. I was howling laughing. I thought it was that funny. It I was, will admit that yeah, in public. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's like, finally, this guy gets it. Yeah. Bully your fucking family, pal. That's what they're there for. <laughs> oh, that, that that's the other thing. He's going to go buy a power sander. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to whichever home assisted uh, uh, franchise is most homophobic, and I'm going to go buy a power <laughs> sander from them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're going to different... Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just like a little checklist <laughs> trying to find out who is the most homophobic. He's got a glasses... He's looking yeah. at uh, mm-hmm. consumer reports. <laughs> well, what's what's kind of weird about the now we're fucking thing is he tells all the kids to go to bed. And then when he like he goes back to Carol Kane and it's like, and now we fuck. <laughs> she she has a line where she's like, oh, but what about the kids or whatever? And he's like, uh, all right, kids, get out of the house and go play in the yard. Yeah. Mommy and daddy are going to take a nap together. Uh, but first, bef- before we fuck, put on these glasses. <laughs> put on these glasses, Davey. Oh, my God. We're going to, could, can we uh, put on uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in the background? <laughs> uh, yes. What are you calling me Davey for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oil slip and all those hijinks are the next day, right? Yes. There's yes. also a brief scene of Tom Arnold in class getting, uh, giving it to Stokey. He catches a projectile <laughs> midair and then like starts screaming at this kid. He's about to oh, kill no, this man. kid. He, yeah. he, he takes this kid and puts his head up against like a fucking buzzsaw. And he's like, <laughs> well, you want to fucking die tonight, Stokey? <laughs> Dude, and I got to tell you, I am fucking laughing. He's got this kid's face next to this fucking belt sander or whatever. Yeah. And like, it's incredible because none of these kids says anything. But the second someone goes to Don Knotts, it's like, 
you know, it should have, it doesn't happen, but yeah. it should have been like, what are you telling me, Stucky? You put your face near the belt, Samuel. <laughs> My goodness gracious. <laughs> Sorry, Stucky, you didn't plan on me becoming erotically charged by my childhood uh, nemesis coming back to town. But here we are. Yeah, that's right, Stucky. I'm back, baby. <laughs> and they contrast this with like now, now their old rivalry is flaring up, and Ben and Kirby, the sons, is well, diffusing because with, now Ben doesn't. Right. There's no more thrill in beating Kirby with, anymore. With, with no assistance whatsoever from Rick Moranis, uh, ben, yeah. ben has nope. figured out that it's not good to bully and that it's empty and that Stucky, who just wants to watch, is also getting off on watching Ben beat up Kirby. Mm-hmm. That's Stucky is the he's the most disappointed because they were like, it's a weird moment where like they, Ben and this kid Kirby like come and meet each other in the hallway or whatever. Yes. And then this fucking Stucky, this little Woody Woodpecker instigator is just like, oh, hey there, Ben. You're going to make sure you make short work of him, eh? Well, put Tim Hortons down his back of his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That'll poison him good. Make him eat Tim Hortons. He'll be dead in seconds. Just stuff those stale Danishes right down his gullet. <laughs> hey, uh, o- open this box of milk over his head then. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Box of milks uh, and bags of milks and oh, whatever the, the else. bag of milk apology. Yeah, yeah. Well, we watch out. They'll kill you for that. Did you guys not have the bags of milk? No, you no. Had in, bags in, in, of milk? Yeah. I thought that was a Canada thing. We in my grade school, Chris. I don't know. We, nope. Chris and I went to different elementary schools. You didn't I have had cartons. This? I had cartons. We eventually had cartons, but I want to say sometime around like the fifth grade or so, they were like, "Oh, we have these things that are like, for whatever reason, a little bit better for the environment than the paper cartons oh. were." And they were these little. They sort of were shaped like bean bags, but they were they were translucent. Oh. And oh. you. Oh, I remember these. A uh, uh, Cowpri Suns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well done. Nailed you know it. what? Good night, everybody. Good uh, night. I was going to say that I thought maybe Albany was briefly in Canada. In the 90s. <laughs> you got annexed, but, dude. Yeah, briefly. There was, <laughs> there was a weird thing, though. So you had these, and it came in, you know, chocolate milk and whole milk, right? And some of the kids, I never figured out how to do it, but some of the kids at school figure out a way where, like, if you twisted these things a certain way, it like slowly increased the pressure inside the bag and they would explode. So you basically had like these little milk grenades and you'd like, <laughs> you'd be, you'd be walking across the playground and it would be like, yeah. grenade! And like milk would just explode. And that's why you got cartons, right? <laughs> I think, I think they maybe switched back to cartons. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then now finally we're at the oil slick and then and there's also the shoe polish <laughs> on the phone and in his coffee mug. And then there's a shot of Rick Moranis kind of looking like the Joker a little bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is great. I thought it was like, it way more looks like the Joker. It would have been funny if they just totally stole again from Seinfeld and he got a fucking Hitler mustache like <laughs> Mr. Pitt. Beautiful. You know, you really shouldn't use brand X products. You should be using the new and approved Joker products. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the Joker, he was the fucking ultimate bully. <laughs> Love that, Davey. <laughs> <laughs> so Don Knotts is like, oh, and by the way, you're totally on fucking probation now because everybody hates you here, well, Rick Moranis. Because Curtis Armstrong comes in and like, you have to know that Curtis Armstrong's legit kook. He's like, he's on crack. I swear to God, I saw him do it. And it's like, 
Well, I believe that, and now this big fat guy is couldn't possibly Billy a smaller guy. Well, the thing also like he goes to Don Knotts over peas being thrown at him in the cafeteria, and he's like, and yeah. he and he says, "I have no way of proving it." So it's like, yeah, I don't know. This guy doesn't seem right either. <laughs> um, uh, this is where I sort of had the thought, like, uh, you know, we mentioned a way for Rick Moranis if if you got him back to acting to 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 win an oscar right playing peter bogdanovich mm -hmm. but also like it, this movie made me realize what we you know we don't need it but we'd be totally fine if we had it a fucking like unhinged-esque movie where tom arnold plays a family annihilator Ooh, yeah. right. yes, because yes. this performance because this is right where things are about to amp up because this is the scene rick moranis is like you know what? This is enough. Meet me on the playground at seven o'clock tonight. We're going to talk about this. And they're sitting on the seesaws. And he's like, by the way, Tom Arnold, I was the fucking dude that ruined your life. And I tattled on you. And Tom Arnold fucking really turns it up here. And I was like, ooh, if he played a family annihilator, man, that would be an entertaining movie. To, to be fair, though, Andrew, he makes six to seven secret movies a year. He might have done that twice. It, he, he probably could. <laughs> I mean, see, so this is this is fascinating. Usually I feel like I'm up on my actors that make secret movies, mm -hmm. but you're telling me Tom Arnold's wrapped up in this? Oh, he has 180 yeah. credits right now, my friend. 180. This dude's Ooh, always working. Wow. No, he really is. In, in 2021, he's got a movie called MVP, The Christmas Witch, Christmas Thieves. High Holiday, Hollywood.com. I like that yep. title. Four of those are Family Ooh. Annihilator movies. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, it, it's inevitable that those things are, uh, it's happening. Listen, if that's the case, Chris, then I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be reading some plot descriptions tonight because <laughs> I want to watch one of those movies. <laughs> like the house that Tom Arnold built. Ooh, Show me that yes. fucking yeah, yeah, movie. That would be oh my nice. God, he's in a family rated G movie from 2019 called The Pegasus colon Pony with a Broken Wing. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh oh. In 2022, <laughs> he will be in a movie, which I guarantee you is a secret movie because it's not going to be anywhere, called To Me the Hungry Tumor. Okay, folks. Fred oh, Stoller is in this film. Fred oh, Stoller. Yes, of course. Oh, wow. It's a movie, huh? I really thought it was just going to be a web series <laughs> or something. Can you film this in my apartment? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually voicing a polyp. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's going to be the tumor. I'm the polyp. I'll tell you right now, if there's a thing with the talking polyp, they're ri uh, ripping off a bit that Steve and I participated in <laughs> about yes. fucking 12 years ago. <laughs> Pretty good. I bit. will put that out. It was it was a very good. Not bit. bad. Also, I think it's a very good. Not bit. bad. Also, uh, in this movie, Ken Davitan, the dude uh, who played Borat's number two in the original Borat, got canceled for like being a rapist or something. But he's cool for the Toomey movie. Chris oh was... no way! Yes. Oh, yeah. Eep. Love oh, yeah. it. Eep on Sorry. all levels. I'm just letting you know he's in a lot of secret movies all of the time. This is fascinating because Tom Arnold is not a guy like, you know, Bruce Willis. Absolutely. The mm. king of secret movies. Oh, yeah. There's like there's like four on iTunes right now that you can rent. <laughs> Tom Arnold. Wow. I didn't see this coming. Uh, so, yeah, it's like I did it, Ross, and I enjoyed it. And this is, <laughs> Man, this is you get fucking Tom Arnold's like, all right, Rick Moranis, like I'm going to get off the seesaw now and I'm going to drop you. And like Rick Moranis holds his ground and he stands firm and he's like, Haha, ha, didn't get me this time. And Tom Arnold, my guy. And this, oh, this, oh, this is, is great. Tom Arnold, he's built like a brick shit house, man. Mm -hmm. Dude could have been a fucking linebacker. And like he stamps down on this fucking seesaw, and this thing hits Rick Moranis in the nuts. And like 
two seconds later, Rick Moranis is running away from him? Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm sorry, Rick Moranis. You are done for the night, yeah. sir. Yes. That is when you go to the police. Take a look at this hog. It's been mutilated. Yeah. <laughs> We're also crab. Oh, my God. You're also crab walking for the rest of the night. That was a very <laughs> wide totally. seat right there. But you're right. He's spry here. He's almost doing parkour. He jumps into a window to escape. And, and uh-oh, it's the shop class. This is the moment you really have to decide is this going to be a really yes. dark movie or mm-hmm. is yep. this a goofy fun movie? Because, and it happened again, this is, they won't make the decision like throughout this movie, they will not make this decision because he's like, he gets off it and you would think, Oh, he's just going to strangle him and kill him right here. That as, as one would, but no, he's got to do the, go- <laughs> he has to do the goofy fucking like, Oh, I'm going to hit your balls first. I thought it was going to end like uh, uh, Alan Ruck and Cre- in freaky man. Like you should get annihilated in shop class. <laughs> that would be nice. And by the way, I love the line that Tom Arnold has here when he when he comes in the other side of the door from the in, into the shop class. They're both in the shop class. Tom Arnold yells, "Welcome to hell!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're pretty listen, pretty. Funny. You ever been I to hell, laughing. Davey? I've been to hell. I was in jail because I stole a rock. Is what Tom Arnold <laughs> says, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's pretty fucked up, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on your side. I do. That's the thing, Chris. On your point, like. There's two different ways this could go. Is like right now he's like, I was in hell, Davy. They beat me in there. They they did things to me in there that I, I that no one should ever do to a kid. That's the dark version, or yep. you know what I mean, like or a cutesy other way of just like this one is like, oh blah blah. What does he say? He says something like, um, I I had to, I, I was in there for stealing a rock, and there a, a kid that burned his mother alive. Yeah, there is like actual yes. murderers, and he had to be the kid that was like, I'm in here because I stole a rock. Well, oh, okay, but this is, I'm sorry, somebody should have talked to this kid before he went to prison. They, you absolutely have to make up a better story. Yes, yeah, you, do. you have to lie, kid, <laughs> yeah. fat kid. Somebody should have gotten into the the detectives. Even you know what? <laughs> You're shitty enough. Just tell the kid. Look, kid, say. You murdered your sister. Just, you know, you beat her to death one night Listen, in the crib. It's tell fine. Him, tell him it was Halloween night. You picked up, you <laughs> killed the babysitter with the knife. <laughs> That'll work. He'll buy it. That'll work. Buy That'll it. be fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> Did you guys notice right here in this scene when Rick Moranis' character is jumping through the window into the shop room? Uh... I never thought I'd see this, but you get a fucking full-on shot, clear-as-day image of a Rick Moranis stunt double. I, oh, I wow. I never, I blinked, never thought I'd see I, the day, dude. I blinked and I missed it. Oh, yeah, today weird. I'm doing uh, Rick Moranis. Tomorrow I got Danny DeVito in L.A. Confidential. <laughs> and then, yep, I'm doing a Macaulay at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, I was in Little Rascals. <laughs> oh, what's my name? Yeah, my nick is Mick Hotanis. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been doing this for years, you know, and the industry's changed so much even in the last couple of years. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable, but, you know, I work. <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, in, on the set of this boy's life when uh, Robert De Niro, I get to throw, throw me around a bunch. It was a lot of fun. Great act. You know, great act. I loved uh, in The Good Son, you know, when I was hanging off that rock cliff for a second. It was me and this other guy who was also tiny. We were fighting each other and they just <laughs> put the cameras from far away. I got to spend time in. In New England for that one. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and, and then I was uh, I played Mr. Bill on SNL. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, they uh, they fit me with a bald cap once. And I did all the uh, stunts for Wallace Shaw during my dinner with Andre. <laughs> you know? wait, 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 he was eating those olives? I ate the olives for him. He's you know he, allergic, he, it turns he, out. He bit down on that fork a little harder than usual? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Every time Wally had to drop a piece of silverware on the floor, I was the guy bending down to get it. God damn, that movie fucking rules, man. It, it does. Great. It's great. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, total fucking freak out. He's like, this is where he's shooting the nail gun at him and all that shit. And, uh, and it's cute nuts. because it's like it turns into Bugs Bunny shit because he yeah. makes a total circ uh outline of him in mm-hmm. nails. Like, no, you're trying to kill this guy, right? Yeah. I need I need like at least a hand to get pinned against the wall. Yeah, lose or a finger or even his or even his jacket. It's like that's getting pretty close. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like the sleeve the sleeves of both jackets. <laughs> So it looks like he crucified him, but it's, yeah, I just got the sleeves. Oh, this was a new members only jacket. <laughs> or if, yeah, he gets it. He gets nails in both arms and then he goes to the police and they're like, get out of here. That's just stigmata. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic church up the hall. <laughs> uh, whatever. So Rick Moranis, you know, starts running away. And now it's like back to these weird chases that they had as kids where Tom Arnold is literally hunting him in the forest. (laughs) And we get to like this, you know, like waterfall river crossing thing where there's this huge tree sort of laid down across it, like a little footbridge. And we have this weird fucking standoff, man, where it's the two of them on this thing. Rick Moranis like has a branch and he's like, I'm done being scared of you, Tom Arnold. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you never thought you'd, you'd, you'd run up against my deadlights, Davey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, that's it, what's weird about this is Tom Arnold's literally trying to tell him he loves him. Yes, like that's the the. It's such a weird scene. Like, like he's like, I only get excited and happy about life when you're around and when I'm bullying you. You're my best friend, and I love you because I get to make fun of you all the time. Oh, you killed me. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, I'm dead. I, okay. I yeah. gotta tell you, last night I don't know. I I thought I was gonna get evicted. When he goes over this waterfall and disappears, <laughs> like like I don't, it's like the end of the movie. I'm like, did they just kill him? Because I mean, I, I know I know he's not dead. But he's like, ah! <laughs> I was slapping my knees, both knees, cackling at this. <laughs> it's it's great. It's fucking totally great. I love it. I really really love it. Uh, and you're right. It should be like, well. <laughs> That's the end of that. Now we're going to figure <laughs> out like how this guy deals. I mean, because let me tell you, this is a fall. Okay. Yes. It's oh, yeah. not like, it's not like, uh, whatever. We went to Barbados and we were jumping off the waterfalls into the lagoon. This is a fucking like the fugitive. This dude is falling like a hundred feet into this water. And yeah. you've got, and I mean, look, it's not, not look, the fugitive, at least like a, it's Harrison Ford is in great shape and B like, it's a big ravine kind of a thing. This is, there's rocks everywhere. There's no way he's surviving. <laughs> yeah. But uh. it was appreciated to see them actually go for something like this. Cause it's yep, been yes. such a small and contained movie of just bullying around the school in this <laughs> shitty town. Oh yeah. I think it's because Steve Miner was like, you know what? I think the audience would love to see. Tom Arnold go off a water. Yeah. <laughs> also, Steve Miner is happy in the woods with his Jason mm, yeah, stuff. Yeah. He's, he's like, I want to get back to my roots, you know. <laughs> You're my best friend. I don't care. <laughs> Blow off the I mean, this, I honestly thought he was dead. And I thought when yes. he gets the pyromaniac of fireman, Ulf, 
which is yes. like the name of a troll guard in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that, like he he's gonna go. He's, he it actually sounds like he's going to destroy the body. Like yes. when, when they split, oh yeah, it actually sounds like that. But it's astounding because like yeah, Rick Moranis is walking home, and this guy Ulf just drives up in the fire truck like he's walking around with the company car. I guess. Well, he, and he's like. He tries. I'm sorry. He tries to turn himself into the police, but the police off uh, is closed because it's a small town. Cute joke. Uh, oh, yeah. It's 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 a it's a real uh, back in five uh, kind yes. of gag. But so like Rick Moranis tells this guy what happened, and like I really did not expect to hear in this movie where this guy goes, "All right, just go home. You need you need some rest. I'm gonna go back out. I'm gonna drive back out there and look for the body." Uh huh. Man, yes. was my eyebrow covered. It is implied that he's going to help cover it up. And this guy's known for fire. When he was with the kids earlier, he was like, kids, you want to see me set my arm on fire? Pyromaniac, he's going to burn the body and get rid of any evidence is what it feels like. Look, look, Davey, you, you just killed your nemesis. You're going to be feeling great. You're going to sleep soundly. You're not going to be thinking about any murder charges or anything like that. So you just go home, and me and the lie will go take care of, of old Ross. Me and the lie. <laughs> Come on, lie. Let's go. And he's got a fucking big bucket with a seatbelt on riding shotgun. Oh, God, I just came back from the quarry burying a body. All right, it's back to the quarry, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that's how small towns stay small. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> then we get this good moment with uh I think that I mean I don't think they're necessary to be in the movie but Jeffrey Tamborn here uh doing his midnight lawn regiment was kind of funny for me. Yeah, totally. He's like, "Uh you uh you killed the shop teacher, didn't you?" <laughs> Which is fucking great. Like Moranis <laughs> is just like, "Whoa, what are you talking about?" He's got some great rat-a-tat about like, well, you know, only you can really define if that was murder to you, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, and everything else is like semantics. You know, the first time I tried to kill Betty, and then it's <laughs> like, he's backing off. He's like, you tried to kill Betty. He's like, hey, I didn't kill the shop teacher. You killed the shop teacher. <laughs> yes. You killed the shop teacher. That is such a fucking great line from Tambor, though, because I just, it's, it's one of those things like, the Simpsons were always really good about this, too. The addition of a single word makes that joke a thousand times funnier. And it's the fact that he says, I remember the first time <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried yes. to kill my wife. Like, fuck, that's funny. I'm, oh, my God, that's funny. I mean, you there, there's so many ways to take being terribly abusive on set. You have to make that, <laughs> you make that judgment on your own if you're terribly abusive <laughs> on set and act completely like a dick to people that trust you. That's just a judgment on your own half you have to do. But for some reason, like uh, Ben is just like he calls up Kirby and he's like, "Is your dad home?" I was like, "No, you want to stay over my house?" And it's like only to set up this last scene where Rick Moranis comes in like covered in blood or <laughs> covered in rain. Sorry, rain. He, rain. No, but he is bleeding though. Yeah. Oh, that's he is right. Bleeding. Yes, and he's just like, "I'm going to bed." Oh, hey, Kirby. Uh, hope you like your mom because your dad's fucking dead. <laughs> hey, Kirby. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how ten being the best and one being horrible, how would you rate your relationship with your mother? Hey, uh, Kirby, do your um, do your grandparents happen to live nearby? Would they be able to pick up some babysitting shifts? Maybe look after you. Uh, but so he goes to bed, and no, Tom Arnold is alive. 
And he just like starts to stretch. He gets into bed with Rick Moranis. Finally, his dream come true. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go well. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I honestly, I was hoping for a more sensual scene or a much more violent scene, either or. <laughs> and uh, neither happens. It's just kind of like a toss up. Yeah. Yeah. They start rolling around, but then like Tom Arnold just starts choking him out. Yeah. And yes. then, like the kids come in and they're just like, uh, uh, you know, this, this kid Kirby's like, you know, dad. Me and Ben made up, but can't you guys do the same? And this, it's fucking hilarious because then he's just like, come on, Ben, Connie's on. And Connie is like this Sally Jesse Raphael type daytime yeah, trash yeah. show that they like watching. And I love the exchange between the two kids because it's like, come on, Ben, Connie's on. And the other kid, Ben, is just like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they just walk away. It is good to have, I think every movie should have its own like Six Sad World fake TV show in the yes. background. I'm, I'm, Ooh, I really nice. like those. I'm, I'm a big fan. That's a 90s, it's a 90s move, man. You do that in the 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where we we had a lot of that stuff, oh, too. Sure. We had Sally Jesse, we had hard copy, Ricky. all that shit. But Connie was a real show, yep. right? No, no. it's fake. Connie's really? fake. fake. Yeah. If you go, like, way down on the IMDb to, like, the uncredited part of the cast list, like, there's an actress credited as playing oh, this Connie TV character. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so yeah, they decide to just make up and, you know, kind of shake hands or whatever. Rick Moranis decides he's now moving to New York City for whatever reason. Sure. Third time's a charm. And this yep. romantic plot that they've totally dropped. She's just like, oh, I guess I'll visit you in New York. He's like, you'd better. I'll call you. Bye. The first thing I do when I land at JFK, I'm going to the duty-free shop and buying a case of condoms. I'll see you later. <laughs> we should mention that Fang no longer has his Fang. He got, yes. chi- he got chipped. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you know, it is, it, it's weird. And I don't know, maybe I got hoodwinked by this movie a little bit, but I did also like, like when Tom Arnold realizes that and he has the line, he just goes, Fang's gone. And you realize like all the shit that he's carried with him is totally erased because this happened. And I, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm giving this movie a little yes. too much credit. No, no, yeah. you're, you're giving Tom Arnold the correct amount of credit. He's good in this role. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I didn't know if I was crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're totally right, Steve. You need a scene because he does say at one point he's like, oh, yeah, well, Victoria hates my guts and I'm going to get fucking yes. fired and all that. Like, so you need a scene where he comes and is like, Look, I've been being an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting out of here. Maybe Don Knotts did fire me after the <laughs> semester. You know, we're going to move to New York. I'd love it if you came. And then she's like, I don't know, and closes the door on him. Then you get to this next day. Tom Arnold comes. Yeah. They have another make good. He Tom Arnold gives him a new evil Knievel doll, which is something he destroyed, uh, you know, when they were kids or whatever. And Rick Rannis actually finds the decapitated doll body all these years later in the forest right before Tom Arnold goes over the edge. But then in the driveway, when, when this Victoria character comes back, she, you know, then it's like, I thought about what you said last night, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to, you know, visit you there someday. And that's, that's at least set up a little better. It's just her showing up. It's just like, but the last I saw you, you fucking hated this guy because he spilled fucking punch piss all over you. It's been, then the, the, this movie has it in spades. Like things just disappear, which is fine. Again, 90 minute runtime. No complaints. Uh, yeah, but like it, it, the other thing should be right. Like, did the firefighter guy find Tom Arnold? And he's just, you know, he was like sitting on the bank of the fucking river or whatever. And, you know, this Ulf guy's like, 
oh hey there Ross like what's going on man and then like Tom Arnold's like oh Ah, you know, just like runs away or something like. Or yeah. that guy goes to the ravine and you never see him well, again. Better yet, at, there. At, at the end of the movie, <laughs> Ulf is like wishing him well, like ah, we're gonna miss you here, Davy. And then Tom Arnold shows up. And he's like, oh my god, who the fuck did I bury last night? <laughs> <laughs> There's another like, fat uh, man, Davy. I found him. I don't know who it was. <laughs> it was dark and muddy. There's a fat body. I buried it. Maybe it was that friend of theirs. <laughs> I wasted all that manpower burying that body when I could have been burying this body. <laughs> hey, uh, Davey, you still want me to kill him? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're moving to NYC and they kind of shake hands and he's like, hey, Ross, seriously, like if you're ever in New York, look us up. And the fucking dumb gag at the end of this movie is Tom Arnold is directly behind them with the mobile home and they're all like, "Quote unquote," moving to New York yes. with their mobile home. Yeah, <laughs> sequel setup, dude. Big yeah. bully too. Even bigger bully. Big bully, big I city. Mean, oh, yep. I like this. Yep, bully in the big city, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Apparently, there was supposed to be a sequel, and then it, this movie failed horribly at the box office, and they gave up. Which is also fine. Nice. Now with me, and it, it would be the bigger city. Everything is bigger with Ross. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot he's Ross Bigger is the name. Man, that's a dumb fucking name. It is the bigger apple. Uh, and that's the end of this movie, man. Uh, would anybody recommend it? Uh, Chris Cavan, we'll start with you today. Oh, I kind of have to. I've watched this movie like at least 10 times in my life. Uh, I, 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 thought this was funny when i was a kid uh i mean i mean i was like 13 this is probably right at the end of that um <laughs> but you know I, I i have nostalgia for it i almost think there's a good movie here it's just they they didn't go they didn't make a decision they tried to have it both ways as we we've, we've said a hundred times during the episode but like yeah. that kind of ruins it if it had been more of a darker like almost horror movie yeah i think this would have been great but the family thing feels false especially with a lot of the other decisions they decide to stick with. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'll recommend it. Light recommend. recommend. Uh, Eric Siska. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I can't recommend Big Bully. <laughs> I think it definitely has its moments. Um, now I've seen it uh, uh, twice within like a six-month period or whatever it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it definitely has its moments, but... and. Maybe if you're very curious, seeing is believing. But uh, other than that, not really. I mean, I think Tom Arnold and Rick Moranis are fine here. I like Booger. I like certain elements, but at the at the same time, you're it doesn't know it, it doesn't know if it's if it's a family film or a dark film, and that's kind of a problem. Yeah, uh, Steve. Yeah, it's a. I, I'm with Eric. I just can't get there. I'm close. Because there are, I, I mean, again, I think the, the most I've laughed this entire year, it's still early, uh, is Tom Arnold falling into the ravine there. Uh, <laughs> but it just, it doesn't know what it wants to do. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work as a movie. And it just, it, it also like, I don't mind that if it's like a joke machine or a creep machine or, but it just sort of fizzles out in general. Like it, when it's over, you're like, oh, I guess that was the ending. Yeah. So I kind of, right. I, I kind of can't get there and I don't have a nostalgia for it because I didn't watch it growing up so that's where i'm at yeah i I, you know i'll tell you uh i don't have a nostalgia for it either but i will recommend it and i was saying last night i don't know if it's because like for the last week i've just been watching like a lot of stuff at sundance and that's you know predominantly very heavy and difficult in one way or another uh or what but 
it just felt good to laugh last night. And as much as like we've you know, busted his chops on the show over the years, plenty of times, uh, I always kind of find Tom Arnold funny in some way or another. And I do really think he does a good job here. And I think Moranis does a good job. It is a problem that it doesn't know, you know, if it wants to be more like a cable guy-esque black comedy or if it's going to be like a family thing. And that ultimately does make it a completely unsuccessful movie. But I feel like there's enough in there, man, including that waterfall scene, (laughs) including the fucking hit in the nuts with the seesaw. Like there's things that like... For 90 minutes, I wasn't pissed off. If this movie was like two hours, big problem. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but 90 minutes in and out, you're laughing at dumb shit. I don't know. My brain just kind of needs it every once in a while. So whatever. I don't know what that says about me liking this Tom Arnold vehicle. But <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just as surprised as you are. But that is our conversation on Steve Miner's Big Bully from 96. If you want more We Hate Movies, of course, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash we hate movies. We got another big month of content coming out for you in February, including Steve. What are we doing for the We Love Movies uh, selection this Ooh, month? It's a very special Two episodes on the We Love Movie feed. Can you believe it? Mm. Can you believe Uh-oh. it? It's Uh-oh. Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. Both are there coming out is. this month. I am so excited to revisit those. And yes, folks, you, you're not hearing double there. We're doing a full-length episode on each yes. this month on Patreon. Uh, and the cool thing is I'm very excited about this. Uh, Once in a Lifetime is coming back, Steve. What are we talking about there? Oh, we are getting stalked by my doctor again. Stalked by my doctor, too. (laughs) I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait. Folks, if you don't know, we already did an episode on Stalked by My Doctor 1. It's on the Patreon on that top tier where we have Once in a Lifetime on the Walsh tier, along with Melro 2.0. If you like more 90s fodder, I almost said 90s father because maybe the content of this film <laughs> sure. is directing my mind in that way. But not- Or you were raised by the television in the 1990s. <laughs> very That's true, very true. And if you were raised by 90210 <laughs> or Melrose Place, you will greatly enjoy that sideshow we, we run there. That's right. All that and more, of course, available on the Patreon. But on the main feed which is where you found this fine program. The show rolls on uh, next week, Steve. What uh, what classic are we tackling then? I got to bring my wife, Jen, back on next week because we need to get to the bottom to get to the truth of the truth of cats and dogs. Oh. Oh. Yes. I mean, is the, the truth about cats oh, and dogs. Oh, I fucked is it up. The truth well, about yeah. cats and dogs. Yes. The, <laughs> nice, this Steve. is an Uma Thurman rom-com kind of tying into the Kill yeah. Bill stuff. Yes. And right in time for Valentine's Day. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Co- co-starring <laughs> the good Jim Caviezel, Ben Chaplin. <laughs> the, the good Jim Caviezel, <laughs> Ben Chaplin. You know what? Yep, I'll allow it. That's totally accurate. I never thought about it. I never would have come to that conclusion on my own, but that is absolutely accurate, Chris. Good job. Thank you. I've never seen it. Who's seen it a bunch oh, yeah. of times? Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've it, seen it a bunch. I, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a weird movie. It's like uh, the, the conceit, part of the conceit at the very least, is like prime it's time. Uma and Garofalo? Yes, yes. And it's prime time Janine Garofalo is an ugly sea hag. And it's like, all right, folks, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> No, Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen it, so I'm excited to uh, dig in. Get, get ready for yeah. a lengthy phone sex scene. Oh. Ooh, Eric, did you hear that? I know. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to fucking I'm gonna get my special dialing bond out for that. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so until next week when Eric's playing with his dialing wand, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>